0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This real suffering. is The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. What do you have against
1: Cubs fans? What I have against them is the way they behave this weekend. When they see their guys go off and have success el- elsewhere, don't give me the, the crying emoji on a Chris Bryant home run. I'm sorry, It's over. It's
0: over. <laughs> Today's guests, Metal Arc Media NBA Analyst Amin El-Hassan, NFL Network Analyst Greg Rosenthal, Out-of-Pocket Podcast Host Josiah Johnson, plus from Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Shireen Williams. And now, here's Ben Lyons.
1: Yeah, what's up everyone? Welcome to the show. Ben Lyons in for rich. On a Tuesday here in Southern California, we are live from the Rich Eisen Studios. Got a big show today. Lots of fun people stopping by. Me Hassan, Greg Rosenthal, Josiah Johnson, the king of NBA Twitter. Yeah, right? Joe was a writer on a show I hosted with Martellus Bennett. So can you imagine being in the writer's room with Josiahs coming up with ideas for skits and he's throwing them off Martellus Bennett? Yeah, (laughs) that show lasted one year. Uh, We've also got Shireen Williams calling in. So We've got a lot of NFL to talk about, but... Uh, This is a very Hollywood show. I don't know if everyone listening at home right now understands that about this crew of guys that Rich has assembled uh, here on Peacock, on Westwood One, Sirius XM, 211. Um, Before the show starts, guys are are lending each other Maseratis. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're talking about uh, $12,000 boxes of sports cards. What? What, what planet is this? What show is this? What kind of syndication well, do you guys do here? What kind of in, in, peacock. In fairness, in fairness, you're fronting most of the
0: bill for that box of yeah. sports. No, I, I, have to,
1: I have to pay the bill it for not allowing you to bet on Team USA basketball yeah, actually, last night, which st- is a classic Ben Lyons gambling move I true talked story. you out of. true story. Two ben hours before <laughs> ben Lyons
0: involved. talked me out of betting Team USA last night. And of course, thanks to Kevin Durant, a meaningless dunk with basically no time left. Team USA
1: covered the 13 and a half point spread. Yeah, yeah, I told you, that's, that's the Ben Lyons gambling track record right there. But it was tied at halftime. It was, you had to sweat it out. Oh, they were down 11.
0: It was 40 to 29 in the second quarter, and Team USA closed on a, on a furious run there to end the half, 43-43, and then Kevin Durant just took over. We've been talking best player in the world. Uh, For the last couple of weeks, it's Giannis,
1: it's Luca, who knows who it is. It's probably actually Kevin Durant. We've been talking face of the NBA, which is actually a different conversation than best player on the planet. Different conversation. Different Different conversation. What I love about Kevin Durant and what I love about last night is that dude has touched every court on planet Earth. The Rucker, (laughs) Hoops in the Sun, the Drew League, NCAA Tournament, Dykeman, all the legendary spots. And he did it again last night, dropping 29. And I love before the game, I'm listening to the the call. They're doing some pregame, and they're preparing American audiences who are watching, saying, Ricky Rubio is not the Ricky Rubio you guys know from the NBA. There's international Rubio. It's a different (laughs) deal. And sure enough, it was it's like playoff Rondo, playoff Rondo, uh, <laughs> Olympic Rubio. It's uh, it's great to see that rivalry in the international comp- um, basketball community. And it's great to see Team USA get the win last night. You that was stayed awake fun g- fun game. Game for it, huh? Uh, I stayed awake. Pushing midnight for you. Look, I'm, I'm, all,
0: I'm old. I have a child. I'm exhausted all the time. Uh, parents get it. Uh, so I'm usually in bed by like 930, 940. And like,
1: uh, I stayed up. Couldn't That's, fall asleep last night because I was so jacked up from NBA free agency. And it's oh so goodness. funny living in the real world when you play in our sandbox. When you live in our world for three hours every day, which is such a blessing to be able to do with you guys and, and talk about real life's problems, like should the Lakers have paid more for Alex Caruso? You know, real. <laughs> By the way, probably stuff. yes. Uh, How many I think of it was, us was Less about the money and more about the long term commitment. But before we go down the rabbit hole with with Alex Caruso's new deal in Chicago, (laughs) uh, it's just funny going about my business yesterday and and walking around and getting something to eat after the show and looking at my clock. And then all of a sudden it's 301 here on the West Coast and I'm in a coffee place and I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on? And you go on your phone, and meanwhile, there's some guy who looks like one of your buddies from back of the day with fingerless gloves, like ordering an expensive <laughs> matcha latte. <laughs> Life goes on in Los Angeles. No one really cares. No but cares. I'm like, the world hasn't stopped. Lonzo Ball is going to go play for the Bulls now. <laughs> and then you see one woge bomb after another, and-, and Shams, and everybody giving us news yesterday. Um, and it's just madness. I don't even know where to begin on the free agent, uh, the digestion of all the, uh, the signings yesterday. It was well, I mean, crazy. Well, start with your favorite team. Like, What do you think of the Knicks signings? So mature and sensible and not splashy or flashy, which is the, how the Knicks have always done things in the past. It wasn't sexy yesterday. It was cleaning your house because you know you've got company coming over. Like It was simply doing things that need to be done. They were a team that was a top four team last year. They had home court advantage in the playoffs. Forget what happened in the actual playoff series. Trey Young got rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. We, we were The only top four team in the East, they got rid of the dead weight. They got rid of Reggie Bullock, Frank Nilakina, Alfred Payton. Thank you for your service, but the time in New York is done. They kept the guys on one-year deals who performed. Derek Rose, New Orleans Noel, Alec Burks, who's a bucket. A lot of people don't know or are familiar with him. Dude could get his own shot and played very well for them last year. So they and then they hire and they go out and get a playmaker and 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 upgrade with Evan Fournier, who like people love, He gave America uh, yeah, out want, of the
0: business in the Olympics. I wanted to keep him in Boston.
1: So they got better yesterday. So a top four team in the East got better yesterday. What's wrong with that? My Twitter timeline was surprisingly quiet for a Knicks free agency. Yeah, I, I couldn't pull up all the screen grabs from two years ago that <laughs> when people were telling me I should. Uh, never uh, come outside again, or I, I should no longer exist because the Knicks signed Julius Randall. How'd that work out? And how about Bobby Portis yesterday? Once a Nick, always a Nick. NBA champion, decides to stay for not that much money in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, took a hometown discount, whereas one of the other key members of that team, uh, P.J. Tucker, did not. He went down to Miami, who... Had themselves a pretty good first day. Where they getting all this money, Chris? Yeah, I don't know because Carnival Cruises aren't exactly the hopin' biz that it was a decade ago. No, but it's eighteen
1: dollars for a mojito. They give it two (laughs) dollars off when you're wearing white linen at the Heat Games. Mojitos are
0: so delicious,
1: by the way. Eighteen bucks though down there. It's probably it's probably actually more than that. (laughs) It's actually probably
0: way more than that. Um, By the way, who brought the mimosas? It is Tuesday, but the Heat probably look. Got themselves back into the top four in the East picture with their moves yesterday, right? Kyle Lowry,
1: Duncan Robinson getting paid Duncan. yesterday. Wow. Shout out to everyone who's tried to play Division three basketball. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who took that fifth prep year. <laughs> Shout out to Duncan Robinson. By the way, Duncan Robinson's podcast being in the official tweet. That was That's level. some next level stuff, right? That there. was next level, and I would like to see other athletes have their side businesses mentioned when they sign deals. You know, Cleveland Cavaliers are bringing back co-owner of Chosen Family Wines, Kevin Love, <laughs> to a three-year deal or whatever. That was nice for Duncan, but... Just a, a crazy day around the association. And, of course, the Lakers went out and got some shooters and got some extra players to round out their big three. We knew that was going to happen. though. And, yeah. and Wayne Ellington, for those who don't know, is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA and has been for the last six, seven years. Lakers are a family business as well, and they continue to run one, like one. It's fascinating. And when you look around the NBA and you see the, the big teams, uh, we mentioned Carnival Cruises, Mickey Harrison. That's his main business or yeah. one of his main businesses not the Miami Heat. Uh, you see it with Michael Rubin in Philadelphia and Fanatics and, and what he's been able to build. All these other, and Mark Cuban, all his businesses. The Mavericks, one of those. Not the main thing. The Lakers, it's still a mom and pop shop. That's yeah. it. That's it's it. a it's family like business. So when they go out and get Trevor Ariza mm-hmm. and they get Dwight Howard and they keep it in the family, it's a very L.A. Lakers way of doing business, which has afforded them tremendous success historically.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's going to translate into championships in the next few years. I guess we'll wait and see. I I, I just expected more. These names don't do much for me. They're old. They're kind of played out. Ariza couldn't make a three three years ago, and the Rockets won the championship. Laker but he was a Laker once.
1: He's a Lakers champion. He's part of the family. Like, Westchester yeah. invented hey, the great. double tap for the knuckleheads. Come hey, on. I
0: am excited for the Lakers because this means they're not going to win anytime soon. So
1: <laughs> like. I don't know why you're so down on this Westbrook thing. I'm disappointed in you, Chris. I honestly, I I'm I'm surprised because you know a lot about hoop, and when you have the three of those dudes on your team, go in the prime of their careers or at the back end of their primes. What's what's not to be excited about? I will take all bets on
0: anyone who thinks the Lakers are going to win over their projected win total and win the championship. But they're one of like, those teams that's not like playing for regular
1: up. season wins. That doesn't yeah. matter to them. You said yesterday it could be a seven seed and, and be fine. They
0: could be a seven seed and still be
1: among the favorites because their fans are delusional. And I, by the way, not a Laker fan. I am a card-carrying Laker hater but I was excited for the Russ move, and I think what they did yesterday was sensible. As much as I love Caruso, and Caruso is a fan favorite here, four years—it's not about the money. There's so much money in the in the league right now. Someone's got to get it. You have to spend it. It's about the the commitment and the number of years. So even the Fournier thing for for the Knicks—it's only a four—it's a it's four year deal, but it's three guaranteed. Uh, you know, you get that that team option gives you some flexibility at the back end of it. Chris Paul four years—that's guaranteed. He will be playing basketball for four more years in Phoenix, getting paid a lot. You know how much Beyond Meat you can buy with that? (laughs) (laughs) How much plant-based protein you can get? I mean, that just means we're going to see four more years of State Farm commercials. We're going to start seeing Devin Booker in some State Farm commercials, get that Q score up a little bit. I bet DeAndre
0: Aiton starts appearing.
1: Trevor Ariza was was in a State Farm commercial just because he played on a team with Chris Paul. So we got to start to see that.
0: Uh big ups to Chris Paul. Like congrats to him. Obviously get as much money as you can get. But about in a year and a half, the Phoenix Suns are going to really regret this
1: contract. You will worry about that later. <laughs> you know, you figure that out down the road. It's like going out at night and you maybe you know, you, it's last call and you say, "Oh, well, we just get another one and now oh, we'll figure it out how we get home <laughs> later." <laughs> that doesn't usually work out well, does I, it? I no. guess,
0: but 120 million for So you're going to pay a 40-year-old Chris Paul million
1: a year. If you see that deal yesterday, if you see Chris Paul at 36 sign a four-year deal for $120 million and you still choose to eat meat that's a you problem like how could you not how could you not just instantly become plant based so cuz cuz
2: i've eaten a ribeye before oh so God. i know how delicious I they had are on a
0: sunday my
1: goodness chris paul signed a four year deal at 36 for 120 million dollars so is he the nba's tom brady is that what we're trying to say here I think Tom Brady has now, and happy birthday, by the way, to TB20. Happy birthday to Tom Brady. Um, 44, 44, 44 years, years young. young oh, over under God. on touchdowns or years on earth. are probably the same number this year for Tom. Great question. Uh, <laughs> but he's kind of ruined it for everyone in sports now. Now we just assume that these guys are going to play deep into their 40s or, you know, Chris, I, Chris Paul at 36. And traditionally, that's kind sort of the end of an NBA career, but good for him. It's a plant-based thing, and he talks about it, and he's getting paid. And you have to do that if you're Phoenix. You've built something. You finally become relevant again. You've got Devin Booker entering the prime of his career. You've got a young core. You're kind of on the hook in that situation. So if they say goodbye to Chris and let him walk for nothing, what does that say to your fan base, to your to your team, to Devin Booker's future there? You have to keep him, especially because Aiden and Booker are, are, have so much affection for him.
0: Yeah, I understand that you have to keep him. You don't have to give him four years. You don't have to pay him thirty million dollars at age forty, which he's probably going to play zero games in that forty year for you. So you don't have to do that. You can still reward him with a with a two plus one for ninety million. Like, come on, like you can be smart about this.
1: Ben lines filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. We've got Amino Hassan, former Phoenix Suns executive, calling in in about ten minutes or so. Um, but like you said, you don't have to eat a ribeye; you choose to do that. You don't have to take on a plant-based diet, but Chris chose to do that, and he is reaping the benefits for it. And so, like you said, he's the Tom Brady of the NFL, right? And and Tom Brady's—it's his birthday today. Birthday today. And on Tuesdays, what do you guys do on the show? You guys, people bring stuff? <laughs> well, last week when Susie was here, who also is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday, today, Susie. Happy, happy, birthday, birthday,
0: Su- happy birthday, for birthday. Legends Only, huh? <laughs> legends Only. We got a massive celebrity birthday list uh, coming later in the show. And uh, we had mimosas last week uh, on Tuesday. So I think that's something we're going to start doing? Should well, we make this a tradition, TJ? Yeah, well,
2: I, I think it's, we should.
1: It, it is Tom Brady's birthday.
2: And it's up to the host to bring the champagne. Oh, that's right. a good point. So I'll handle the OJ. Well,
1: first of all, it's Tom's birthday, so I brought some avocados. <laughs> <on> some <laughs> <of you guys. laughs> got some avocados oh, here. This is and fantastic. you know it's a special day when you bring out the Air One. I don't oh, know if you guys yeah, are familiar. Wow. It makes Whole Foods look like the 99 yeah. Cents store. okay? Me.
2: Tell <laughs> them what I think about Air One. Oh, well, man. they were all out of camel
1: milk. I'm sorry, I, 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 unfortunately. Stop. We got kombucha and every flavor oh here, Oh, my guys. gosh. Oh, yeah. We got the hibiscus. We got the chaga root beer. It's Tom Brady's birthday. Let's hey, get hey, weird. I'm, huh?
2: not, I'm not in the right tax bracket to shop at one so this is exciting <laughs> yeah, for me. Of all, these
1: kale chips cost me $19, <laughs> so they better be yeah. delicious. Tom Brady's birthday. We got sunflower seeds. Oh, going oh, to oh, make it man. rain. Sunflower seeds for TV12's birthday. Everything
2: on Ben Line's desk right now, I think totals, uh, as a Price is Right star. I'd say that's about $195. <laughs> worth of food on you his guys, desk uh, right ooh, now.
1: What? I- Jay, I think you'll like this one. It's Tom, it's Tom Brady's birthday, so here's the, uh, some, uh, com, some Bloom kombucha, a little oh. lavender. How, lavender did you know, how did you know that's my favorite? Lavender, blueberry kombucha for TB12's you, you birthday. Me. Huh, guys? We're celebrating here. We're keeping oh, this, the tradition rolling on Tuesday. Can so. you write this off? Because that's like 300 bucks right now. I definitely save the receipt. You will be receiving an invoice because, like I said, Air One makes Whole Foods look like the 99-cent store. And it's expensive to be Tom Brady. Like if, you, if you're not winning Super Bowls, I don't know how you can afford all of these delicious gluten free treats. You can't. So, happy birthday, TB12. We're getting weird here on the we show today. We got weird. Amino Hassan checking it. in, and it's going to be a big show on a Tuesday. Happy birthday, Susie. Legends only here on The Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons filling in. We'll be right back with Amino Hassan from Meadowlark Media, the Cinephobe podcast host and the Wild Hot Taker coming up next.
4: Let's start with Bobby Boucher, and we'll put our own uh, Rich Eisen Show draft profile up.
3: Boucher primarily lines up as an off-the-ball linebacker. However, they will use him off the edge in some obvious passing situations. Against the run, he's very aggressive to fill and attack blockers. doesn't use his hands to shed, preferring to simply lower his shoulder and power through blocks. (laughs) Has the range to make plays sideline to sideline. He's an outstanding blitzer, showing timing, burst, and a violent finish. He will need to abandon the drop kick at the next level. Uh, I don't (laughs) see him being the primary signal caller or communicator, but his play instincts are are exceptional. Overall, Boucher plays a lot bigger than his size, should be an immediate impact player on day one. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting.
4: Moving on to Johnny Utah. Uh, quarterback of yeah. the Ohio State University. Utah's the wild card in this draft. Doesn't have
3: a lot of film. Has average athleticism and an awkward three-quarter left-handed delivery. His best traits are his toughness and competitiveness. Yeah. Never gives up on a play. He'll fight for every yard as a runner. He's a little too high on the board for me right now. Okay. He's got to go down. It's got to be that way. <laughs> uh, I would consider hiring after his playing days are over. He okay. could have a long career associated with the game. Either an outstanding coach, a prominent scout, or a special agent
4: okay next up uh, Willie Beeman quarterback University of Houston Beeman
3: a little bit of a late bloomer he's originally a 7th round pick bounced around to 4 different teams Uh, he's since settled in and emerged as a dangerous playmaker as both a passer and a runner he's at his best when the play breaks down using that athleticism to extend plays (laughs) while keeping his eyes downfield. His immaturity is an issue, and I believe there is something to the rumors about his poor relationship with his star running back. Uh, I think it's important for his coaches to understand how to best use his skill set. The lack of RPOs is a major mistake. Uh, He'll excel in the right system and should emerge as the best player in the league. He's my number one
4: player. Wow. Wow. Last one, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, I'm partial. One of the greatest kick returners I've ever seen from uh, Alabama, yeah. Forrest Gump.
3: Gump is a dynamic kick returner for the Crimson Tide. He's made an impact in plays in every game that I've studied. Uh, he's the definition of straight line fast. Lacks like elusiveness and make miss ability, but it doesn't seem to matter. He gets up to s- top speed immediately and destroys pursuit angles. I like to see him involved <laughs> in the offense because I believe his speed would play well on jet sweeps, reverses, and vertical takeoff <laughs> routes. Uh, the trainers told me that he's had some durability issues as a young kid, but they haven't had any issues at Alabama. The head coach worries about his ability to learn and grasp concepts, and <coughs> even actually referred to him as a stupid SOB when he was talking <laughs> to me. Uh, right. I wouldn't be ping ponging him back and forth between right. positions. Uh, he'll be a good soldier, provided you surround him with a good lieutenant, and I'd
4: be shot in the butt to draft this kid. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeremiah! Well, John, this done. is why we DJ. call JTJ.
1: Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. About to crack open this uh, hibiscus ginger kombucha <laughs> in honor of Tom Brady's 44th birthday. Very excited for TB12. How do you think Tom celebrates today, huh? What do you get, Tom? I, what do you get, Tom? Yeah. What do you get, Tom? I mean, I have no idea.
0: Like uh, a new foam roller? Nothing. Like. I don't get... <laughs> like. I'm not sure.
2: I wouldn't get Tom anything. About Avocado it, ice
1: cream. Hey, man. Happy birthday. Keep it
2: moving. Yeah, I mean, wait, seriously, there's le- legitimately nothing that you could get him other than best wishes. So happy birthday, Tom. Sensible sweater.
1: He might not think it, but there's a little pop in the air at night down in Tampa. <laughs> some Pulled over the shoulders and you're going <laughs> to dinner. No? Some, some socks some, with avocados on them. Some sunscreen. Yeah, some zany socks. I think I think he'd <laughs> appreciate some funny socks. <laughs> I appreciated Amin el Hassan going out to Milwaukee and sitting in the dunk tank. Did you guys see this? I did. Our friend Amin, who said the Bucks were the worst finals team ever, said some crazy hot takes about the Bucks at a time when they were down 2 nothing and uh, Brooke Lopez on uh, isolations was the story of the finals. And they looked terrible. Things so, changed, yeah. and, and that's the way the ball bounces. But Amin, to his credit, went out to Milwaukee and sat in a dunk tank And I saw a video where he realized during this this experience that drunk Amin in the dunk tank was not a good idea. (laughs) How you doing, Amin? How was your experience in Milwaukee? Thanks for joining the Rich Eisen Show.
5: Milwaukee was awesome. What a lovely uh, city, lovely citizenry. But uh, I'm still icing my tailbone because no one told me that when you're in a dunk tank, it's not that deep. So when you fall, yes, you're being submerged, but you're also smashing your tailbone against the bottom of the tank over and over and over again.
1: Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like a good time, man. Um, <laughs> and But I would imagine it was a lot of fun for those Bucks fans who got a chance to see you out there. And they are flying high in Milwaukee, obviously. And that's kind of the, the sentiment is why Bobby Portis stayed. It's just because he had so much fun. That was kind of one of the surprising deals yesterday, getting him on the cheap.
5: Yeah, it wasn't just getting him on the cheap. Is that he had confirmed offers worth more money elsewhere, and he turned it down. And, I, you know, I thought that the whole point of the exercise of taking less money to come to Milwaukee in the first place was to do exactly what he did, play meaningful minutes on a high-profile team and, if you're lucky, help them win a championship. And Bobby did that to a T. Matter of fact, I would say he had the second-best game of any of the Milwaukee Bucks in that Game 6 clinching victory. Uh, so he had the wor- world in his palm as far as being able to command big money to make up for the discount that he gave the Bucks last year. Instead, he said, hey, I'll take your tax a level, and, and that'll, uh, that'll be that.
1: So yesterday, I'm in a coffee spot here on the west side in Los Angeles, and it's 301, 302, and I'm like, why, why are they still open? Why are they still servicing people? Uh, you know, the whole world stops an NBA Free Agency, and I'm getting Wi-Fi, and I'm watching you live on the Dan Lebitard Show's YouTube channel, Breaking Down Free Agency. But then my coffee order came up and I had to put the phone away and get in the car. What move were you most excited for yesterday, I mean?
4: Oh,
5: excited? Uh, you know, they're all exciting to me, I guess. But I, I thought Mike Conley staying in Utah for the number that he got was a huge coup for the Utah Jazz. You know, we talk about small market teams like Utah as places that, hey, you guys have to overpay for your talent. But in the case of Mike Conley, if we look at the four best point guards who are on the market, Chris Paul, 120 over four years, Kyle Lowry, 90 million over three years, Lonzo Ball, 85 million over four years, for them to get Conley at a discount, you know, despite there not being any other point guards available on the market, we know there's still teams that need point guard help, I thought that was a tremendous coup for the Utah Jazz to keep him and to cut their payroll, and, and indeed it's allowed them to go ahead and come to terms with Rudy Gay today uh, for their taxpayer mid-level. I think Utah really helped themselves tremendously this, this offseason.
1: I mean, as a Knicks fan, let me just tell you, point guard's kind of overrated in today's NBA. Let me just tell Smoking
5: like a true Knicks fan. Smoking like the fan of a team that doesn't have a point guard. Like I said, we'll figure
1: it out later on down the road. Um, uh, it's, it's some teams that upgraded their backcourt, one of those teams was, was Chicago. That was the first big announcement, was that Lonzo was heading up to Chicago, being joined by Caruso, getting the backcourt back together. Laker fans all in their feelings on Twitter, which we love. What were your thoughts on the Caruso signing, pairing him up with Lonzo in Chicago?
5: Well, you know, with Caruso, we would were, we were expect that again. This is a guy who played for modest money in the first few years of his career. He was a two-way player, if you remember, and then he signed a two-year deal, and now he gets to go out there and, and sign actual, real-deal big money. He was a great contributor for the Lakers over his tenure, and he, I think he deserves it. And now... uh Lonzo Ball, obviously, just to back up his former teammate. Lonzo, again, as I said, he was you know, probably the fourth-best point guard on the market after Paul Lowry and Conley, and that's saying, that's saying a lot. I think he's really developed into a nice player. Can those guys help Chicago? Yes. Is, are those the moves that I think are going to take Chicago from a team languishing outside of the play-in to a top-five or top-six team? I'm not so sure. I I still have questions about them defensively, um, and I think that uh, this is a team that really needs to figure out its identity before I can feel confident about Chicago being, quote-unquote, fixed.
1: Amino Hassan joins the show. You know him from Metal Arc Media, the Milwaukee Dunk Tank, and from the Cinephobe Podcast. Yesterday on the show, uh, we had Carl Ravich on, Amin. And Carl said that at one moment in his life, he took his family to see Norbit and they walked out of the theater. They were so disgusted by Eddie Murphy, Tandy Newton, Cuba Gooding Jr. that Carl Ravage said to his family, we got to walk out of this. And I said to him yesterday, Norbit would be a good film to select and to talk about on Cinephobe. Have you guys done a Norbit episode and would you be interested in having Carl on?
5: We have not done Norbit yet. Eddie Murphy month is coming right now. We just started Rom-Com month. And so uh, our first submission there is the 2001 Jack Black, season uh Jason Biggs movie, Saving Silverman. Uh, also with uh, Amanda Pete is in that movie as well. So that comes out tomorrow. Eddie Murphy month is on the way. And, man, if you could send me Carl Ravitch's contact info, that, that would be lovely. I'd love to ask him, why would you take your family to go see Norman? That does not look like a family movie at all.
1: I just don't understand the thought process for Carl Ravitch, who's one of the more accomplished broadcasters covering baseball for years and the worldwide leader. What did he expect from Norbit? I had so many unanswered questions yesterday, so hopefully you can jump on your pod and you guys can figure them out. When was the last time you walked out of a, a of a movie? I mean
5: uh I've never walked out of a movie in my life. I've fallen asleep in many a movie, many, many a movie. Uh, but in terms of if I paid money and I walked into a movie theater to watch a movie, no matter how awful, and I do believe I did see Norbert in the theater, I would not walk out of the theater. I watched The Adventures of Pluto Nash in the theater. I watched Waterworld opening mm. weekend in the theater. I'm, look, I'm, I'm that guy. If, I, if we paid money to come see this, we're going to see this, even if it's painful.
1: I saw Pluto Nash with my dad, and Luis Guzman saved the movie for us. It's something we will always have together, is Luis Guzman's performance in Pluto Nash. Amino <laughs> Hassan joins the show. Uh, getting back to the world of NBA free agency. Tell me why the Evan Fournier signing was the steal of the day.
5: Steal of the day, I'm not going to call it the steal of the day. You know, A lot of teams, I would say around the league, this is one of the most sane free agencies we've ever had, I think. It's one of those ones where I look around at every team like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. I think that could help you. Now, can it help you to the extent that you think? Uh, probably not. I think you're still looking for more. When it comes to Evan Fournier and you look at what they paid him, uh, there's a part of me that says, but I could have had Reggie Bullock for half as much and still had money left over to answer other needs. Am I saying that Evan, Reggie Bullock and Evan Fournier are the same type of player? No obviously Evan Fournier is a better, more skilled player. All I'm saying is I think he's not twice as good as Reggie Bullock, and if you kept Reggie Bullock at the number that he got from Dallas, you still had money left over to play, to go get some other stuff done, whether it's to sign someone else or maybe to, to trade for someone into that uh, cap space that you have or that flexibility that you have. So – I wasn't – it's not that Evan Fournier is a bad pickup. It's not even that Evan Fournier is overpaid. I'm just saying that for what the Knicks needed, I think there were more efficient ways to use their money than spending it on Evan Fournier.
1: Well, he just cooked the United States in the Olympics, so I'm all in on Evan Fournier, obviously. Um, I mean, let's talk about my, my, my real favorite player, Carmelo Anthony. You think he comes to the Lakers, and do the Lakers do enough to surround their new big three to make a real run in the West?
5: Yeah, so the last couple of years, I thought Portland had become the perfect landing spot for him. It was, he had readjusted his game and became more effective in smaller pockets and smaller windows. Uh, they obviously afforded him like the respect level that he was looking for as a future Hall of Famer. Um, and it kind of all worked out. But the Blazers, as you see, it's kind of iffy right now. Is game staying? Is game leaving? Even if he stays, even if everyone's fine, team's okay, but it's not great you got an opportunity to go play with your best friend in LeBron James and obviously a a really talented supporting cast with Russ and Anthony Davis. Uh, You get to take what you learned in Portland as far as those small windows of effectiveness and bring it to L.A., uh, where I'm sure uh, he's got family and it's a lot more convenient for him. And, you know, the Lakers are a team that's expected to compete for a championship, if Carmelo doesn't go to L.A., which would be on the minimum, it would have to be because someone somewhere else offered him a bigger money and a bigger role. But I think at this stage of his career, and this is kind of, this, is, it, this is what it was meant to be, right? Him and LeBron one last time.
1: Oh man, when you put it like that, you have me all my feelings. I mean, I think I might go out and go to Fanatics and get me a, a Lake of Carmelo Lakers jersey. Can you imagine me walking down Hollywood Boulevard, Carmelo Lakers jersey? Oh, man, go Lakers, huh? <laughs>
5: what, what color would you get? A gold, purple, white, black? I've got oh. too many colors now.
1: They they do, right? I think that the, the, the NBA has gone a little crazy with their colors, and the Lakers do have too many options. But a Carmelo Anthony number 7 Lakers jersey might be in my future, and I can't believe I'm actually saying that. Amino Hassan joins the show. You know him, of course, from Metal Arc Media. Ben Lyon's in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. It's interesting. The United States team is going to play Australia. Australia still has some... Uh, free agents of their own in terms of the NBA, Patty Mills and Dante Exum without deals. Patty Mills is a guy that everybody is talking about on day two of free agency. Where do you see Patty going?
5: Yeah, this one's really interesting because obviously he's, despite his advanced age at this point, it's hard to remember. He was a second round pick in 2008 as a as a four-year player at St. Mary's. And here he is. Uh, 13 years later, and he's still doing the damn thing, and he's definitely doing the damn thing in the Olympics. And for Patty Mills, some might say, oh, wait, how's he still unsigned? Well, we know Patty Mills plays great in the Olympics, and what better infomercial for your services than playing great on a world stage? And so he gets to come back and say, you guys see what I did over there? Uh, I can help your team as far as where he's going to go, and that's an interesting one because, again, I think there are a lot of options out there as far as teams needing offense off the and um, I think Patty himself has a decision to make of, do I want the highest bidder, or do I want to go somewhere where we're going to have a chance to uh, contribute to winning? Uh, and, and, you know, depending on what that answer is, I think it could be any number of destinations for him.
1: You know, a guy I had my eyes on for the Knicks who ultimately went to New Orleans was Devontae Graham. New Orleans losing Lonzo Ball, bringing in Graham. How do you think this helps them in their process, which they're on the clock now for recruiting Zion to, to stay because part of me thinks he has one foot out the door already.
5: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like New Orleans, uh, I won't lie. You know, I said most of the teams kind of did stuff that made sense. I think New Orleans signing Devontae Graham to that money was a little bit of a head-scratcher. I don't know. I mean, they, they did that trade, trading for Voluntunas, to open up some flexibility, presumably to go after a big fish to, you know, kind of complete the threesome of Zion, Brandon Ingram, and, you know, whoever the third guy is going to be. Um, Or at the very least have the flexibility to keep Lonzo Ball, who obviously developed a nice little chemistry with Zion. And really neither of those things happened. Your big move was to go get Devontae Graham, who was a nice, decent player for Charlotte, but obviously had had his limitations and became uh, imminently expendable as soon as uh, uh, LaMelo Ball came on the scene. You know, I, I, look, if it weren't for this crazy pressure that they created for themselves to be awesome right away, uh, I would say yeah, it's a nice little move. You, start, you keep building, you're moving in the right direction. But when you fire two head coaches in two years, and you know, you're doing all these deals and, and kind of everything's constantly shifting, There is a pressure now for New Orleans to be successful. Successful isn't make the play-in tournament. Successful for them is they need to make the playoffs uh, because here's the deal. Everyone talks about no one turning down a max extension off their rookie scale. So it's kind of like, like, oh, this guy's staying. No problem. Don't worry about it until the second deal. But if you're Zion Williamson and you can get traded before your extension's up, that is a massive, massive tip for him because it allows you to continue to get those supermax designations down the line on your second and third deals if you get traded in the first four years of your career. It's the same thing that Kristaps Porzingis went through in New York when he forced his way out before his rookie extension.
1: In the trade that ultimately brought the Knicks' Cle Anthony early, Amino Hassan joins the show. <laughs> ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And uh, no, I actually, you know, I stand corrected. I'm well, sorry, I mean, okay. the Knicks traded nope, for off Clay off Anthony question. early in the Tyson Chandler trade. I apologize. Wow. I need to be better Maybe. when I'm on with you, I
5: Dennis Smith Jr. is the deal you're taking.
1: Thank right. you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so many memories. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been 25 years since the '96 draft. I did an article in a Slam um, anniversary issue, uh, profiling John Wallace, who was part of that draft class. And John said something kind of interesting to me with some life perspective now, and that. He did something that's really hard to do. He made the NBA. He did something that's almost harder to do. He got kind of pushed out of the NBA, played overseas, and played his way back into the NBA. We just saw today that Sam Decker, Wisconsin star in college, bounced around the NBA, played overseas now for two years, signed a deal with the Toronto Raptors. How hard is that for players to do, to be pushed out of the league, play overseas a few years, and then play their way back into the NBA?
5: Yeah, it's different. It's different for every guy. By the way, I was at the 96 draft. I was in high school, and I went with my cousin. Uh, and we saw the whole thing from, like, the family seats. Not in the green room, but, like, the family section right off the side of the green room. Um, but it, for a guy like Sam Decker, what happened to him wasn't – it wasn't like what happened to Cameron Payne. People legitimately ask "Is Cameron Payne an NBA player. And he went to China. And that was supposed to be it. And then he gets a call and says, hey, can you come to the bubble? We need a, uh, a backup point guard. Plays decently. Says, hey, you want to come back next year? Comes back next year. Plays really well this year, especially in the playoffs. And ends up with a now and multi year deal that he got from the Suns, albeit a very, very undervalued one. I thought he could get a lot more, especially when you look at what other backup point guards like T.J. McConnell got. Sam Decker was a guy who played. He was a rotation NBA player. The deal came up, and he took a better financial offer overseas. I believe he went to Turkey. He could have stayed in the NBA. I'm not saying he would have made a lot of money doing it. Uh, He probably would have been a minimum player or somewhere around there, a lower exception type player. Uh, And he probably would have to bounce around a little bit before he found the right situation. Uh, So over the last two years, he probably maximized his money by going overseas, going back to Europe, to make up that money but it's not like a case where people question is Sam Decker NBA quality because I think we all felt he was a rotation caliber player just hey man there wasn't a whole lot of job security at the time
1: appreciate the insight as always and for spending some time and I hope to uh, get Carl Ravitch on your Norbit podcast soon
5: yeah, I can't wait to see what gets aggregated and makes everyone go mad and angry about something I said on this show.
1: Oh, wait, what do you mean? Like, last time when you said that Monty Williams was a terrible person? What are you talking about?
5: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Isn't that fun? How, like, I just slammed. I love it. it said, Amino Hassan slams Monty Williams. And I said, slams? Slam? Slams? Where are you guys from? I, you don't know what slams are if you think that was a slam?
1: No, we're actually going to get a dunk tank out here outside the Rich Eisen <laughs> Studios just for you, Amin, so the next time you're in town. We appreciate you spending some time, buddy. Thanks, guys. Amin Hassan joins the show, Cinephobe Podcast. Ravage was hot when he saw Norbit. Said, Norbit, that's it, I'm out. 30 minutes. Can't out. stand this. Let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back from
0: break, I want to find out uh, what movies you guys have walked out of because I have definitely walked out
1: of one. Ooh, I want to hear this story. Is it one of the fasts? Please tell me it's not a fast. Oh, no. Definitely not a fast. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on those. Uh, Ben Lyons in for Rich. Uh, We've got Greg Rosenthal coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll talk some NFL. uh, Another day here on the Rich Eisen Show, celebrating Tom Brady's birthday. Kombucha for everyone. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show.
4: You've been kind enough to to bring a major celebrity guest here on the Rich Eisen Show.
6: Tom Brady, come here. <laughs> good boy.
4: This a pug. Nice. This is. Oh.
6: Tom Brady. I mean, so You're a pug. Ah, amazing. That's my pug, Tom Brady. And right Hold after. Hold on. Can 49- we hear him breathe for a second? Hold on. Because. <laughs> Ooh, see, he's, he's formidable. B- b- don't mess. He's hey, man, barking don't mess it himself him. right he's, now. <laughs> be careful. You watch yourself. He's a stud. At Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right after 49, you know, we got this dog, and you know, it really was so mm-hmm. euphoric that win, <laughs> which seems to pale, yeah, which seems to pale to the to this current win, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, let's face it, we almost uh, named him Butler.
4: Butler well, off of Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm Butler, yeah, but right. nah.
6: TB12. TB twelve, TB pug. Hey, oh, he, you're bumming him out, man. He's,
4: well, because he's barking at himself, <laughs> looking at himself <laughs> on because the TV screen right. right now. So I like it's got a we've you, got a <laughs> oh, TB no, a can't. TB a TB dog. Yeah, label tag dog yeah, tag. We do it TB it's right here. Now, does See the actual TV Tom Brady know? That? There's a pug named Tom Brady.
6: Of course. I sent him a, a video of him as a puppy right away. And I was like, Tom, Giselle, kids, um, I want you to meet your namesake, mm-hmm. Tom Brady. And, and he was just this heavily. big and a puff ball. And Tom was like, all right, that made my whole week. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, yeah, did not he, rec-
4: he did not say, oh, you no, know, what gives. No, no. <laughs> no
6: come I mean, like, you know how many dogs in New England are named Tom Brady? I mean, it's like, like it, did, did, it's did like Tom Michael. The name uh, Michael in the '60s, like literally uh, every fifth kid was a was a Michael. Mm-hmm. He is beautiful. Come on, look at him. Look at that face.
4: Good morning, Brady. you Tom Brady? Do you bring him to Best Buddies to Brady's? Uh, uh
6: I haven't. But I, look at—he's looking at himself and freaking out. All right, he's gonna, <laughs> there he goes. Look out. There goes Tom Brady, everybody. Yeah, there you Tom Brady is <laughs> loose Brady, in the Rich Eisen Show
4: studio. Come on back, TV 12 Come on now. Yeah, he is such a stud. He is. field. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: hey, Tom Brady. Tom, Hi, Tom Brady's Brady. back here. It's the greatest thing. It is the greatest thing to be at a dog park with this dog and watch people's faces when you go, Tom Brady, drop that. Don't eat that, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> People look at me and go like, really? You really did? I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. And I don't call him Tom and I don't call him Brady. Okay. I call him Tom Brady. <laughs>
4: oh, there he is. Oh, wow. He's now on the Rich right. Eyes and Show desk here. What do you got oh, to say? Tom, where's that jersey? Tom, Tom, what are your chances of repeating? Tom, Tom, what's it like living with Giselle? I have I bet.
1: I would spend all the money that you guys are so kind to give me on Jose Canseco (laughs) NFTs. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. On the Rich Eisen Show, we've got uh, Greg Rosenthal calling in in about 15 minutes or so to talk some NFL, but some breaking news. After 36 years, Jose Canseco has finally released merchandise, available now on his Twitter, at Jose Canseco, my favorite baseball player growing up. I still have about 450 Jose Canseco cards, which... Sadly, along with 275, gets you on the subway in New York. But uh, the juice is loose. Premium Conseco juice. This is great. I love this guy. What is happening? Canseco. At Jose
0: Conseco on Twitter right now. Nice. You're welcome, cool. Jose, for the free
1: pub. There All you go. kinds
0: of bizarre merchandise, like T-shirts of him, shirtless with J-Lo and A-Rod smirking in the background. You can get a Conseco premium juice fanny
1: pack. I don't, what is happening? If you pull up at the Festi with the Canseco fanny pack, whoo, you're the king of Lala. Is that going to be hot at Coachella this summer? <laughs> what is
0: happening? Uh, you walked out of a movie once? What was the movie, Brockman? Okay, so it was hmm, uh, early 2000s. I will say it was the back end of a double dip. So remember, if, you know, in your younger days, you pay for one, you stay for two. Uh, walked out of anger management.
4: Not, uh, Jack
0: Nicholson and Jack Adam Jack Nicholson Saylor. and Adam Sandler was not feeling it. I forget what the first movie was but anger management was the second, wasn't having it.
1: It takes a lot to walk out of a movie. I, I, I've never had the privilege of being able to do that as someone who has somehow worked it out for himself to watch movies and share his opinion as a profession. Right. I found it important to stay and actually watch the movie. <laughs> That's the course. least you can yeah, do. Of course, of course, course. Uh, I do remember kind of dozing off during the science of sleep and somebody being like, hey, and I'm like, it's called the science of sleep. It's terrible. I'm asleep. Uh, but no, I've I had to sit through a lot of stinkers. Yeah. Like you, Amin said,
0: like, it, fallen asleep during some. I definitely fell asleep during the first Avengers movie.
1: So loud, those movies. That's but what I, I was
0: also sitting in the second row. It was one of those deals oh, where you bought tickets late, so the only seat available was way on the left side at the Grove in the second row. and it Wow, like, The
1: Incredible Hulk really is that I'm like, big. My yeah. God, I'm <laughs> out. And then plus it's two and a half. It's really, that movie's really long. Yeah, those movies are, tend to be a little long and a little loud. Yeah in order to get a good snooze in for, for something I, like that. I can't
2: remember the name of the movie. It was a movie that took place. It was like a prehistoric movie where, you know, there were saber tooth, like elephants and caves. 10,000 BC. That was probably it. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, starting starting wow. Camilla Bell. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to look that up. But we went to Man's Chinese and I paid for the tickets. There were four of us and the other three wanted to leave 20 minutes in. I was like, no, 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 no. I just spent like 80 bucks. We are watching this movie. Three people asleep in the theater. I was the only one that stayed awake because I'm like, I'm not walking out because I've spent all this money. So
0: it was yeah. Too, not good. 2008, not B.C. That was yeah. ten thousand BC. Yeah. That was a
1: good pull. Good, good pull put by that you. Out there, Let me make sure that was it. Sure pull that, out. It. I'm put it up, pull that <laughs> out there. You know, I was I was uh, getting doing some some prep for the show. Believe it or not, and we were talking about uh, best Olympic movies. You know, in the heart of the Olympics now. Oh, the Olympics yeah. are often. Uh, Source of inspiration for films. You think of the Miracle, obviously. obviously. There's a lot of great documentaries, but in terms of you know movie movies, if you will, uh, Miracle probably you know right towards the list. Foxcatcher, which you know is the first film I took my wife to see. So romantic, <laughs> such a romantic story. Wow, she's yeah. in the wrestling, huh? Yeah,
0: she's still your wife. I, still I, my I, wife. I so. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, despite seeing Channing Tatum in a leotard, she stayed with me. It was amazing. But uh, but yeah, Fox Hatcher is a, a terrifying movie. It's an yeah. sort of amazing hey, film.
2: That just reminded me, you said because of Channing Tatum. Have you guys ever taken a girl or a date to a movie, right, and realized that it was the wrong thing to do because of who was in the movie? And I just bring this up because I remember back you in- You took a date to see Magic Mike? No. I took <laughs> me and my buddy back in Altoona a few years years and years ago, we took two girls to go see A River Runs Through It. Oh, gosh. <laughs> No, I was that's Pete Brad Pitt almost, and it was just like, yo, this was not the move right now.
1: So I, I, think, I don't know if I told you guys this story or not, but when I was growing up, you know, my dad's a film critic in New York, and so I'd always have the hookup to go see movies and see them early it was a huge deal when you're 13 great social currency with your friend group to say yeah. hey you guys want to come see beverly hills cop 3 before it comes out yeah of course you do oh my god hey why don't we call up some girls let's make it a night like my dad will take all of us <laughs> so rough 13 beverly hills cop 3 super fired up it hasn't come out yet seeing it early go about like eight of us me and a couple buddies a couple girls we're friends with and my dad had mixed up The screening times Uh and the screening days, somehow the system he has of writing his schedule on the uh, pieces of cardboard he gets from the dry cleaner didn't really work out that day for him. So instead of Beverly Hills Cop 3, at 13 years old, I took seven of my friends to Remains of the Day. You guys familiar with the (laughs) upstairs, downstairs drama based on a novel about a butler who falls in love with a housekeeper and they have to keep their love a secret. Have you guys... You're, you're, you're Anthony Hopkins. Not, not, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, yep. 13 years old, all your homies on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Reeve <laughs> is in this does, movie. Does that answer your question? Did I take my friends to the wrong movie? I think that counts. Wow. it's a good one, right? Oh, my goodness. The father in that movie, Peter Vaughn,
0: was in Game of Thrones, Master Lewin.
1: Yep.
2: Maester, bro.
1: Okay. I remember when I had to read Remains of the Day in college. I was like, oh, I already saw this. I, 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 I'm, I'm well up on Remains of the Day. Yeah, of course. I saw Kids with my mother. Oh, that was, that Wait, that's funny. rough. Why? Yikes. So we could talk about it and have a conversation. Wait, was it her that's, idea? To learn about it. It was a very talked about movie at the time in New York. Wow. That was an interesting dinner afterwards. Yeah. That counts as a did, movie you should you go not with see with somebody, right?
2: <laughs> I remember being young, man. And I was, yeah. it was super young. And we went to a drive, drive-in. And my aunts took me, my aunt Faye and my aunt Kay. And I think it was one of those things where, like, they were babysitting me. So I was, like, in the back seat, probably supposed to be asleep. And they were hanging out with friends. And there was a movie called Hots, H-O-T-S. And I just can remember seeing a lot of um, toplessness in this, like, this movie and i was young but it stuck with me my entire entire life <laughs> <laughs> so i remember like always trying to search to see if i could find this movie hot which i remember seeing i should not have been watching i remember way. seeing
1: hot shots part 2 in yeah. boston when i was in town for a red sox blue jays series and we saw Corey snyder going to town on some popcorn in the theater Corey dean snyder yeah. remember that you know, fun facts for you guys. <laughs> Saw Cory Snyder at a screening of uh, Hot Shots Part 2. Corey Snyder was a guy who
2: I somehow accumulated tons of his cards when I was younger for the what, Indians. So
1: you, speaking of the cards, the Corey Snyder cards, the Conseco cards, the cards from our childhood, yep. not worth anything. Not worth anything. You're looking for, not, you're not even looking for cards at this point, which is amazing. I learned this today because, again, this is one of the most Hollywood shows I've ever been a part of. You're <laughs> looking for the source. You want the plug. You want the card maker. Well, yeah, you can get uh printing plates
0: in these packs now, which is obviously the 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 outline like a money you know money plate how they make the card
2: yeah, it's like a print
0: and so you can get a one of one of those inserted in random packs that are going crazy, but it's all about the r p a is the rookie patch autos Ben you want on card. We don't deal with stickers here. So like how
1: much does a manual quickly auto rookie go for? Six, oh. seven thousand okay,
0: dollars? Well, I wouldn't guy say guy was
1: selected to Team USA select the practice squad. That's gotta go up, no?
0: Hold on, I'm looking for Manual Quickly Auto on eBay. search real quick. Got hundred bucks, two hundred bucks.
1: That's 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 a lot of money. Something like that's that. A lot of yeah. money for an Emmanuel Quickly yeah, basketball I mean,
0: card. Well, I mean, just saying, he's a young, uh, exciting prospect.
1: Yeah, keep talking him
0: up. Yeah, let's, <laughs> get, <laughs> some deep, deep, like,
1: let's get some deep quickly analysis. He here. could he could be uh, the future of your franchise. Who says the Knicks don't have a point guard. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> so, what's the most expensive version of that? Is it uh, Luca? Uh,
0: oh oh wow yeah. Um, it just depends it depends on who it is right now i mean like Lamelo ball obviously anything of him is through the roof uh are there
1: certain i remember Patrick at the e Ma- channel there, Patrick when, Mahomes, when i worked sure. at e there were certain actors that you know weren't necessarily the biggest star but if, if you got an interview with them it made sense for the e channel audience you know eh, we're not so interested in this uh denzel washington interview but ashley benson from pretty little like yes we got to do it right <laughs> so and oh, because shout the, out to ashley The but, demo of course the demo right yeah, so right, right. Does that apply it feels like it does with this sports card business Yeah definitely
0: bit. in the last like handful of years you don't want to go too far back unless you're only only really talking about Kobe or LeBron or the you know the Michael Jordan rookie or whatnot, but right in the last couple of years it's it's the big
1: names and it's all about the rookies. Like is a Boban rookie worth more because Boban's got a little sauce in the NBA currency? Nah,
0: not not really. It's that's just, what I would spend all, like all my like a, money on. That's just like a fun thing to have. Like oh check out this Boban rookie auto that I have.
1: See that that's why I could never do well if we're yeah. looking at it purely from a financial standpoint. You'd be like Ben, you had this opportunity to invest in a John Morant rookie, right. but you took the Milos Teodosic. I'm like yeah the <laughs> <a> Serbian. <laughs> That guy's the best. Exactly. Anyway, all right. Greg Rosenthal coming up next. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Don't watch kids with your parents. Super awkward. Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: so we could probably get a we could get a Bobon rookie auto for like two hundred bucks if we want to go in on it together. So a
1: Bobon rookie auto and an Emmanuel Quickly auto going for about the same. Going same for brain.
0: about the same. Two hundred
1: dollars. Boban doesn't have that cool of an autograph, though, so it's like, you know, sometimes... You know what's things they don't teach? The man r- p- was plowing fields in Serbia with an <laughs> ox, and you're complaining about his penmanship? Have you seen the size of his hands? Well, I'm surprised he couldn't even hold a pen. When you go to Six Flags and you sit on the big chair He's and you get here. a funny photo, do you get one of those for a pen for this man? He's been here, Mike. I don't know if you can quickly find the photo of
0: Boban with all of us, but um, they don't teach penmanship. They don't teach cursive anymore in school, so a lot of these guys coming up, their autographs are literally just squiggly
1: lines. One of the great nights at Staples Center. Like which Kobe
0: I, White has the worst autograph ever. Cam Reddish it like is like literally a, just holds a, line
1: a pen in his mouth with and a, just, a
0: dot. It's like, what are we doing?
1: The. Uh, w- w- one of, the great, um, one of the great nights at Staples Look Center. Look at
0: Boban's fist compared to Rich's. <laughs> one yeah, of the great nights you know, at Staples Center that they need on. to
1: honor forever in that building was a few years back, I got to dress up like a hot dog at the Clipper game and shoot hot dogs into the crowd. <laughs> that sounds fun. And it was Serbian appreciation night because <laughs> this is amazing because they had all the different appreciation nights on the calendar, but the Clippers made some moves that year to get Boban and Milos So the Serbian community in Los Angeles, justifiably was like, hey, we want Serbian night. And the only night on the the calendar that worked for the Clippers was to do it on Japanese night. So it was celebrating the traditions of Japan, honoring the tradition of Japanese heritage and also showing some love to Serbia. And And you're dressed up as a hot dog. And I'm dressed up as a hot dog. (laughs) Like I said, a magical night at Staples Center. I took my father. Boban sat afterwards and spoke with Serbian Clippers fans. Those do exist in Los Angeles for like half an hour afterwards. An amazing guy.
0: Uh, TJ, you can attest you love Boban also. He was one of the nicest dudes we've ever met.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, should absolutely. all live our life with that much joy, appreciation, uh, enthusiasm. He's just, it's just
2: amazing to see a human being and realize we are of the same species. Yes. And I'm a big, I'm 6'3",
1: right? That man, I came up to his shoulder easily a foot taller than you Yeah, (laughs) Can you imagine what a magical night at Staples? They played Giannis, so there was lots of Greek fans there. It's Japanese night. It's Serbian night. I'm there as a hot dog. It was incredible. My dad was so proud of me, you guys. He was like, (laughs) wow, all this private school education, really worth it. We'll be back. More show next.